Alex Marlowe, Editor-in-Chief of Breitbart News, and we have a special podcast. It is a panel discussion for the world premiere of the full theatrical trailer of the feature film, My Son Hunter, uh, which debuted on True Social. And after the trailer debut, then we had a panel discussion that was hosted by Truth CEO and former California Congressman Devin Nunes. And the panel included Donald Trump Jr., My Son Hunter director Robert Davi, who you know from many movies like License to Kill, Die Hard, The Goonies, etc., the government accountability president and Breitbart senior contributor, Peter Schweitzer, who of course wrote Red Handed and a lot of his reporting on Hunter Biden is some of the intellectual basis of the film and yours truly. So all of it's pretty interesting and I think is we can do a great discussion of not just the film and the Biden family and Breitbart's plans for entertainments, but really the state of the nation in general. All this gets touched upon in the panel. So you have a special edition of the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. everyone to the movie trailer premiere of My Son Hunter, a drama that's being done about Joe Biden and of course his infamous son, Hunter. This is an interesting story because the film has been produced by a company, by a foundation called the Untold Stories Foundation. It's being distributed for the first time ever by Breitbart. And of course, we're happy here at True Social to launch the trailer for the film that'll be out September 7th. You can go to mycenter.com to review it. Before we watch the trailer, I want to quickly introduce the panelists who, we're going to, who I'm going to be the moderator tonight. And we've got a great panel here. Of course, we have Donald Trump Jr., who I think needs no introduction. Uh, Don has a lot of similarities to Hunter Biden. Just kidding. But at least in the social media sewer, Don, you are often compared to Hunter Biden, oddly enough. I, I am far worse, uh, Devin. I'm far worse, apparently. <laughs> I can only exactly. aspire to be the quality of uh, person and character of uh, Hunter Biden. Maybe. But maybe one day I'll get there. And then, of course, we have the famous Robert Davi, who I know is the famous Bond villain, but he is the producer, director of the film, famous longtime actor. Uh, Alex Marlowe from Breitbart, uh, editor of Breitbart, who I've been on a show numerous times, the hated Breitbart from all over the world, but one of the best news sites in America. And then Peter Schweitzer, I think you must be the most hated man, when, at least whenever you're in California, Peter. Uh, you've had book after book after book that has exposed corruption, uh, most recently, obviously, exposing the Biden family corruption. So without further ado, let's play the trailer. So I'll tell you what's going down. Do you know who I am? They told me you were VIP. Well connected to the government. What kind of a moron forgets to pick up his laptop at a repair shop? You're a Biden. Act like one. Everything he built, his life, I just ruined it all. I want to know everything that's on that laptop that can ruin my erection. My friends, it's time to party! Didn't you know? I'm taking control. I'm making appearance and I gotta go. Cause I get them dancing. Put their hands up. Yeah, I walk in and they go bananas. I'm a bad guy. I'm an artist. And they're tearing my Tell me how I can help you. Well, I don't deserve help. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been through worse. You're the smartest man I know. Thanks, Dad. I just wish I could speak some sense to you. I'll never forget. 
that corn pop. It was a bad dude. No joke. Dad, we're talking about suffering. No. I can't seem to find anything but positive stuff on the Bidens. Who's the point, Ben, for the foreign policy in the Obama regime? Joe Biden. So it looks like you need a billion dollars. So the obvious next question is, where's Hunter? I can remember getting paid some money, but I can't remember what for. Well, my dad says we never discuss my businesses, period. Or my cut. What's happening in there? Joe's in on it. Party's over! <sighs> you had everything, Hunter, and you threw it all away. You hope the laptop will take down everybody with you. Get out! China's not our enemy. They're not bad folks, folks. I love my dad, and I just want to make him proud. I am the one who brings in all the deals. I am the one. The boy. So there it is, the first trailer ever presented uh, on True Social comes out September 7th, mysonhunter.com. I want to roll right into this. And Robert Gavi, I want to start with you as a producer of this film. I actually learned a lot. I've been involved in politics, obviously, for a long time. Obviously, CEO of True Social. I have followed the Biden family very, very closely. And you did a great job of not just bringing in drama and comedy, but I learned some new facts in this. And why don't you just walk uh, kind of the folks through the Untold Stories Foundation, how you got involved. It was done with crowdsource funding. Walk folks through that whole process. Well, first off, I got a, a call from the agent, but it was uh, that uh, Philip uh, McAleer and Ann McAnally, McAnally had, had done this uh, script. Brian Godowa wrote the script. So they sent me the script. They wanted me to direct it. They saw a film I had done called The Dukes, which won nine awards years ago. And uh, the... Uh, I read the script, and uh, it had uh, it had humor, it had uh, pathos, it had the corruption, it had the story, and this has been brewing in me because I've seen what happened to the Trumps, I've seen what the media was doing, I saw the the lack of being able to report a truth that was going on, and each week this was going on and on and on, and another thing was going against the Trumps, and no one was talking about the Bidens until recently. Now the New York Times says it, so this is. I think the first peak, it, it lifts the skirts, so to speak, from the Bidens. And to show people in a humorous way, it's like, it's like the laptop exploded onto film for me. And uh, I wasn't a producer of it, but I directed it. And uh, so that's kind of the, uh, the, the uh, we wanted to get to this, uh, uh, we wanted to expose, do a film that people could watch and be entertained by and get things that they did not see before like the deal with the Chinese or the Russian mafia or the Ukrainian deals, bits and pieces that we've heard about that Peter Schweitzer in his book so aptly talks about and Breibart's talked about and Don Jr. has tweeted about. The only place you can get these, you know, the truth is is people like here, like what, what Don has done and Breibart has done. Otherwise, people are in the dark about this story. So this film, I hope the left and the right see it because the left is clueless about what, what happened here. And Robert, or indifferent, which is a little bit more scary yeah. because you know the story was out, but they did whatever they could to cover it, and that's 
that's part of the problem. And that's why I love that you guys went about doing this. Uh, because even though the story existed in the ether, uh, social, entertainment, mainstream media, no one would actually cover it because they understood that it would hurt their cause and their narrative. Now we know something like 17% of all people would not have voted for Joe Biden just on the uh, suspicion, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire theory of all of this. Now, this goes far beyond suspicion at this point. It's just out there. Uh, and, you know, that would have changed an election. So you, you could see how these things were manipulated so so flagrantly. It's a danger. Robert, you were, yeah. Robert, you, were uh, you depict in the film uh, all of our famous or infamous former intelligence officials, top-level officials, who called this Russian disinformation. And I think probably what I want to know first and Breitbart wants to report on is, did you get paid to direct this film in yen or was it in rubles? That's what we want to know. Petrodollars. Yeah, we are, we're all now propagandists. We are all now Russian sympathists, yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. It, it is. And, and so many people, especially in Hollywood, you know, the, there was a film that was done called American Hustle that I liked about the abscam. Uh, this FBI sting, the abscam. Look what happened to Donald Trump recently, and Don knows this better than anybody. I mean, this is a story that the FBI should be all over, and there's no, there's nowhere to be seen. This is this is a this is a this is the biggest story in America, as far as I'm concerned, because the corruption has been kept from the public. No question, and, and Alex and Marlo, this is uh, an important. A debut for Breitbart. I think it's your first venture into distributing films. Can you walk the audience through how did Breitbart come to know about this? Well, why did you guys decide to get involved? And, and, and what's coming up now in the coming weeks as you guys roll this film out? Sure, certainly. So we've known Phelan and Ann for many years and Lawrence Fox, who's the star, people recognize Breitbart for his conservative activism. He's not just an actor. He's one of the most prominent right of center, anti-globalist, anti-authoritarian figures in the UK right now. But the most important connection is Robert. Robert was personal friends with Andrew Breitbart and he was, he's been someone who's been the rare case of someone who's been very successful in Hollywood, but has always been a out of the closet conservative and nationalist and America first type guy. And that was something that I think Andrew directly inspired Robert in a lot of ways, but they were friends as well. And so we knew Robert was also a pro. He's got a huge IMDb uh, list that's just miles long. Uh, I had seen the Dukes in a special screening, by the way, Robert, with Andrew, which is yeah. unbelievable that now, now we're here. Yeah. And it, the standard that we always had wanted to set at Breitbart was we were going to get in the film distribution business at some point, but that final push to make this the movie was just how high quality it is. You guys can see it from the trailer. This thing is glossy. This is professionally done. It's got a great casting, good looking people in it. I mean, this is exactly what you want in a Hollywood movie. It's truly entertaining. But as you noted, Devin, that you're, you're shocked at how many incidences that went down for real in Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's life that you'd forgotten. There's so many scandals, you've forgotten so many that you could barely count them all. And that's when we knew, okay, this is for us. We got to do it. Yeah, there's no question about that, that there was so much that I learned. And Peter, we wouldn't know any of this had it not been for you and, and your team. And so as, you, as you, you've seen the film now, um, and I know this is just probably just the tip of the iceberg, but what do you think for those who haven't followed this closely, what do you think the most shocking from your point of view uh, that people may be learning about for the first time in this film? 
Boy, that's a great question. I, I was talking to Robert earlier, and I kind of had trepidations when I first heard about this film because I thought, you know, it, it, it's such an unbelievable story in a way. I mean, imagine if you were a screenwriter and you went to producers in, in L.A. and you said, hey, I've got this idea for a film. It's going to be the vice president's son. He's going to take tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese. He's going to be a coke addict. And then he's going to leave his laptop computer at a repair store. And the thing's going to get, you know, known. But the mainstream media is going to try to cover it up. I mean, the producers would just laugh you out of the room. Uh, and yet that's exactly what happened. And what I love is the way that Robert did this film. It's uh, funny. It's over the top. It's touching. Uh, there's even points, honestly, where you're you're kind of sympathetic with Hunter because you sense that he's the guy that the pressure is put on by the family to deliver the money. So you know, I've been you know big fans of Roberts and and Lawrence Fox and Gina Carano for years. So I'm, I I think the 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 casting was fantastic. Uh, it I laughed out loud, which is not something I do in a lot of films, even comedies. So I think it's terrific. And I think what what people are going to get in this film is information lifted from the pages of my book. Uh, and turned into into flesh. You actually see it uh, played out, and I think it captures perfectly, and I think this is what will surprise a lot of people, the complexity of the Joe and Hunter Biden relationship because they talk about how much love they have for each other, and I'm sure that that's part of it, but it's a very complex, layered relationship. I think there is frustration and resentment that Hunter has towards his father because he's expected to bag all this money for the family and he's put in these situations. And I think the film captures that uh, perfectly. So I, I really enjoyed it. So, Peter, that's a great point. And why don't we talk about, because I learned a lot about, it wasn't just, a lot of people knew about Ukraine and Burisma. And China. But we also saw in there quite a bit about China, which I think that was new for a lot of folks. And why don't you walk our, our audience through that? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really powerful part of the film because the China component of it, for all the crazy stuff that Hunter Biden was doing from all the money he was taking from Russia, Ukraine, the stuff from China worries me the most uh, because China is, of course, our chief rival on the global stage. Uh, and as I, th I think as the film captures perfectly, uh, they had multiple deals in China. And these are people that were connected, that were sending millions of dollars to Hunter Biden uh, and he was literally performing no tangible business service in return. Um, and, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think that these, uh, you know, co connected Chinese businessmen linked to the CCP, linked to Chinese intelligence, are in the habit of giving gifts with no strings attached to the politicians' uh, uh, families uh, in America. So um, that's, I think, a, a key component of it. And you capture, I think, in the film, Robert, really effectively, the transactional nature of this. Um, and, and again, it's, you know, in a way, it, it's sort of over, to, over the top in the film, but to prove the point and demonstrate that they really don't have to have a uh, 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 you know, nailing nail on the head kind of conversation about these things. That's not how these deals no. are done, but it's known how these relationships the influence are done. Peddling. What is expected? The, exactly. The influence uh, or the alleged influence peddling, but the you know, and is uh, with the former spy chief of China. I mean, the continued yeah. deals over and over. People will be shocked, or you know, and I, I'm sure you'll get the left denying all of this again. They still, they'll, it'll be in their face. They'll see it and they'll, they'll look the other way. Or it's just incredulous to me. I don't understand, you know, um, perplexing.
And Robert, you did a great job, uh, as Peter pointed out, of casting in this film. And the irony of Gina Carano, who herself has been canceled, uh, her career essentially has been destroyed uh, in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know that she's, I think she got fired from, from Disney or let go from Disney. Her contract wasn't renewed. So I think it must be a special feeling for you to be able to bring her back and cast her in what is a perfect role. I mean, she plays a perfect role yeah. uh, as a Secret Service agent. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to cast the part. I mean, starting with Lawrence Fox as, as Hunter Biden. I mean, he does a he's a masterful job. He, he's, he had to juggle six different balls at the same time and uh, get the emotion. John James playing Joe Biden. Gina, uh, of course, as the Secret Service agent. And a new girl who's a... To me, a young Michelle Pfeiffer, who I think, because the story, uh, the clever part for me also, is that it's told through the eyes of this 25-year-old left-wing activist who uncovers through her handler, who happens to be a bouncer at the strip joint she's at, not to get into the story, but she uncovers this relationship that, or the truth about who Hunter Biden is during the course of the film, which I think women will love to see that part of the story. And uh, um, it just is, uh, and men, uh, it's a uh, it's a full meal. I'm proud of the film. I'm proud of what uh, they did over, we shot it in Serbia, by the way. And I'm I'm pleased to be on Truth Social, Devin, what you did with with the, that John Rich song, Progress. I mean, it's it just incredible that we have a space now uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm still navigating around it because uh, I'm new to, to Truth Social, uh, oh, well, for months ago. But it's, it's so great that what you guys have done here. And um, so congratulations on giving an outlet now. And I hope that more people are uh, inspired to pick up the mantle and not be afraid to go forward like Andrew Breibart did with righteous indignation. Um, yeah, well, we didn't know we didn't know what was going to happen when John Rich sent me the song, and I said, and, and I was so shocked by the song "Progress" because I thought maybe it was you know just anti-Biden and pro-Trump, something along those lines. But I was amazed that after I listened to it, I called John back. I said, "What? Why? Why won't anybody play this song? Because ninety-eight percent of Americans won't have a clue that that's a song about uh, you know about politics or conservatism. It was just really well done." And I mean, we were just so shocked at the outpouring uh, for that song for people on True Social and, and it was released on Rumble. I mean, it stayed number one for two weeks. And I think Alex, to you, and obviously Breitbart's gonna roll this film out. We're launching the trailer here on True Social. Uh, you're gonna have a whole rollout. Uh, and how do you see that, that it, you know, September 7th, what are you gonna do between uh, tonight after this airs and September 7th uh, at Breitbart? Well, there's going to be a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of interviews with the stars. There's going to be a lot of interviews with people like Robert and the people behind the film. And I think we're going to see, of course, some guerrilla marketing, as always. That's going to be a big part of any campaign like this to get the word out. And I'm uh, hoping for at least some level of a cancellation because that seems to be the best way to get publicity these days. I'm guessing if, if a lot of people are not going to want this film out. And good, we should hear from you. By all means, uh, let us know what you think. MySonHunter.com is where people should go. But it's just so great. And I'm very proud. I know everyone at Breitbart is 
to be extending Andrew Breitbart's legacy, who of course famously said, politics is, is downstream of the culture. It is the culture that really is what is the driving force in American life. And there's no one who executed on that premise more in recent years than the Trump family. Donald Trump was basically one of the best insult comics who ever lived. And he wrote that to, to the White House. And it is just, and then he got his great ideas into the public eye through that. Robert understands this because he's not just exploring true details, true facts that are the type of stuff we report on at Breitbart and what's in Peter's book, but it's objectively hilarious. It's a hilarious movie. And he does this exercise where he really thinks through what goes through a person's mind where they're leaving a laptop with all these world secrets in the hands of some sort of laptop repair person. Like who would do that? And going through that thought exercise is wildly fascinating. And of course, this is so relevant with the current news cycle. Don Jr. is on with us. I mean, the thought that's going through everyone's mind, the most obvious thing is what would this be like if Hunter Biden was Don Jr. We know it would be a torrent of investigations, 24-7, nonstop. And instead, Hunter must be looking around going like, what did I do to get so lucky to get away with all this stuff? All of these ideas are played within the film, and it's just so fun. Yeah, it's, it's very so frustrating to see what happened to the Trump family. I mean, to me, it was worse than what happened on the set steps of the Roman Senate. And as we could see that both sides, the left and the right of, that, uh, of the Senate and Congress, was stabbing in the front and the back of the Trumps, not because Don is here. I've said this, it's angered me as I've seen the unfairness because I know how uh, people responded to him before he ran for office. And we have such corruption on both sides of the house. And, and this, this speaks to that in a certain way. And of course the media, which is, uh, is, is, is a third arm of, the, uh, of a Marxist communist revolution in America. If I was Hunter Biden, I'd be in jail. You yes. know, I'm probably the most deposed uh, slash subpoenaed human being and civilian in the history of the U.S. government. Done countless hours. Nothing there. Not, you know, literally nothing. Or you would have heard about it by now and I'd be in jail. Uh, and you look at the international deals. A billion dollars invested in a crackhead from China. You know, let's just say China does a little bit better diligence than that unless they're buying someone. No show jobs in the Ukraine for, you know, millions of dollars with no understanding of even the basic business uh, or an understanding of the language. Doesn't matter. Money laundering operations for literal Russian oligarchs with direct ties to Putin. I was told that's Russian collusion. Apparently, it doesn't matter. That money couldn't go through a U.S. conventional banking system because it was literally linked to human trafficking rings and sex trafficking rings in Eastern Europe. And that's not a problem. And that's before we even get into probably the countless others, uh, before we get into the personal issues. Um, you know, I, I know they love to say, because I'm a rather animated guy, uh, <laughs> you know, that apparently I have a cocaine addiction uh, every time I speak. But the guy that's actually there on film <laughs> with crack pipes uh, and prostitutes talking about how the Russian mob has his laptop, because at this point, which one of our enemies doesn't have a Hunter Biden laptop? Uh, you know, I'm the guy with the problem and not the guy with the problem. It's, uh, it's truly uh, exemplary of what the left does, which is accuse the others of doing all of the things that they're actually doing. Uh, that projection um, isn't, uh, isn't lost on the American people anymore. And as they find out more and more, it's important to expose this because, you know, I, I've done a lot of that myself. I'm just trying to be on the leading edge of the culture wars because we've sat back for decades and allowed them to assume control over every major institution, um, you know, in our country. You don't even, I mean, even the U.S. military, 
uh, in terms of leadership has gone woke. Uh, the FBI, as evidenced by you know the hostage rescue team uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago just last week uh, against their political enemies simply for having the guts to call out the corruption at the FBI. We then get to get lectured stankimoniously about, uh, you know, from Christopher Ray, how how dare we not respect the FBI when it seems like they haven't done anything to deserve that respect. When you're talking about forging FISA warrants, lying before Congress, the people who did that, whether that's Andy McCabe or Peter Strzok, they maintain their jobs. They get contributorships that CNN and MSNBC. There's virtually no penalty uh, and there seems to be also no consequence to the FBI for having every major attacker uh, in recent U.S. history on their radar uh, while they let them slip through the cracks, probably because they checked off a couple of woke boxes. Therefore, the FBI would refuse to prosecute. But if your grandmother was within somewhere of 500 miles of Washington, D.C. on January 6th, I'm sure they got a knock on the door. What's happening in our country is a disgrace. The politicization of our institutions uh, and the outright corruption at this point needs to be called out. And, you know, we haven't had a traditional venue to have Robert do this as an outspoken conservative in Hollywood. He's understood those consequences. But we have to start doing it. We can't sit idly by uh, as they continue to do this to us. And I think we've actually hit a tipping point. I think Breitbart's done a great job of highlighting these things. We created truth with Devin to be able to point out these things. But look at Disney stock. Look at Netflix stock. Uh, look at what's going on. Finally, our people have finally had enough. We're no longer just saying, well, we're going to accept different views while the other side takes your hard-earned money and uses it and weaponizes it against all of your belief systems day in and day out. They've said enough, and now they're looking for alternate venues uh, to spend their hard-earned money. And I think this movie is going to be an incredible example of that. And even guys like me who've been talking about this stuff for quite some time simply because you know I know what they would have done to me. I know what they did to me with nothing uh you know let alone with the amount of evidence that there is on the bidens and the hunter and the corruption and the money and there's just nothing to see here folks uh it's important we're having these conversations it's important we're acting out and taking an approach well i remind i remind uh, everybody also that uh, it was the hunter biden laptop that if you remember president trump's lawyers uh, have all been attacked a lot of his allies have all been attacked whether it's roger stone or even Rudy Giuliani, and, and Peter, you'll remember this, Rudy Giuliani has said when they raided his home, uh, he had, a, he had a, a copy of the laptop there and he was telling the FBI, hey, don't you want this, don't you want this? And of course they, they wouldn't even take the, the laptop. And you know, I think we should start selling at True Social someday. We, we need to start selling Hunter Biden laptops. Anything on it is protected from your government because the government can't seem to find a damn thing uh, that's on the Hunter Biden laptops. And and Peter, what is, what's the history of these damn laptops? There was, was there actually two of them? I've heard there's three of them. And then now more information has come off of some iCloud account. Can you maybe walk us through what's happened since you wrote your book? Uh, sure, Devin. Yeah. Uh, to my understanding, there are three laptops uh, that Hunter Biden has misplaced. And of course, this leads to a lot of speculation is, is he intentionally leaving these things behind? I mean, we have no way of knowing, but uh, you have the one that was left in the Delaware repair shop. You have the one that uh, Hunter Biden references when he's with 
the lady in the hotel room. There's a video on it where he says what he believes are members of the Russian mafia have a copy of his laptop. And then there was apparently a third one uh, related to a psychiatrist that he was seeing in Boston um, that he allegedly left one of those uh, laptops behind there as well. Peter, um, uh, yeah. I just want to interject real quickly. And during the research of the film, and I had uh, one time working with a, an actress when I was looking for the character of Grace Anderson, uh, it happened that her friend rented one of the uh, houses to Hunter Biden, and they found a backpack with drugs and another laptop oh, in that. <laughs> so we can add another one. We can in add that. another one to the list. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and when we were filming, we filmed in Serbia because I needed, you know, Ukraine. I needed to have that visuals. And uh, yeah. a month before I was there, Hunter was in Serbia at Belgrade. A month before we started to film, and also they sent a team of lawyers down that was saying they were doing a documentary to infiltrate the set. And we find out later on that they were sent down, they were, and they're representing Hunter Biden. Now, what's he doing in Serbia when we're filming in November and October, or, or September? What was Hunter doing in, in Serbia, in Belgrade, in September? And it's uh, very interesting. There's no condescension in this movie. There's no talking down to the audience. It doesn't insult your intelligence. It's something that talks up to people. If you read Peter's books, if you look at the nature of some of the investigations that, that Devin did when he was in the Congress, uh, if you look at the way uh, Donald Trump speaks to his blue-collar audience and Donald Trump Jr. as well, the way Breitbart, the way we conduct our radio broadcasts and our news reports, uh, we believe the American people are smarter than the average bureaucrat in Washington. We believe they're smarter than the average Democrat politician. Uh, and it's one of these things that does come through to me in the movie, and I think this is that little secret sauce that we were waiting for. This isn't just conservative content. It, it's blatantly anti-woke content. And of course, the Bidens aren't going to be happy about it. Uh, but this is this is about using entertainment, using an art form to try to convey some deadly serious ideas in a humorous way. And, and that's elevated. That's stuff that America was all about. And I do think that that's something connective between all the various uh, brands, if you will, who are on the Zoom call is I think we all have that instinct. Trusting the American public yes. it is the only way forward, not trusting the bureaucrats and the globalist elite. No, that, that's a one-way ticket to destruction. I mean, we're at the verge. You know, I said when Mr. Trump ran, it came down those steps. They said, that's the last backstop for America. The day he announced on Breitbart, if you remember the article, Alex. And uh, look what we're having now. Look what we're seeing in our country. It's just, it's, uh, and we have to get people more involved. We have to get people involved and they have to get educated. And we need yourself and Truth Social and Don and Nevin uh, and Breitbart to continue galvanizing culture. We have to galvanize the culture because it does well, I, affect us. It does affect the youth in a big way. Well, and, and, and Robert, I was just going to say that's what's so powerful about the film. I mean, how many people read serious nonfiction books these days? Not too many. But a lot of people watch films. Um, and so I think you've extended that. And I just wanted to add to what, you know, what Don had said earlier. I mean, there's just no question. There's just no question. I've investigated corruption for decades. I've gone after Republicans and Democrats. The treatment um, that the Bidens have received compared to the treatment of the Trumps, there's absolutely no comparison. All you need to do is look at that 
the the reporting about the you know the the alleged meeting in Trump Tower, uh, you know, with a couple of Russians, and it was the front page of the New York Times, and you would have thought the Trump family had joined the KGB. Um, and it was a ridiculous, innocent meeting. You contrast that with the fact that, as you highlight in this film so effectively, the first family of the United States has literally taken tens of millions of dollars from businessmen linked to foreign intelligence. Let's roll with it. So final thoughts on, on the film. I know you're excited about it beyond being on Truth Social. Uh, hopefully we can cre- recreate the success that John Rich had with his, with his new song, Progress. Hopefully we can do the same thing working with Breitbart and, uh, and Robert. And I know we're excited to have it. But final thoughts, Don. Listen, I'm just like, I'm excited, you know, in this sort of, you know, red state economies where people have had enough, people understand exactly what's going on and they're building their own. They're, they're taking on uh, the power structures that have been so heavily dominated by uh, the left. Uh, people are running for their local school boards because they realized that when they ceded it to the purple haired lunatic with no children, uh, there was a time where we didn't think about that. We said, ah, we're too busy. We're doing other things. That's more important. People have learned from this incompetence, and it's not Joe Biden. I don't think anyone believes Joe Biden's making these decisions. He's not capable of that. We see that day in and day out. He's not capable of completing a sentence. But what they realize now is that this is Democrat policy, and they realize the successes of the Trump administration, uh, despite sort of total adversity from the left, from the media, and even from his supposed allies on the right, and seen what could be country. They've also seen how fragile that can all disappear by actually implementing Democrat policy. All the things that they said they were going to do, they're actually doing. Uh, and we're witnessing that. And I always say, as the son of a billionaire, if I'm pissed off when I'm filling up my truck, I know the average American is. So the one thing I can say that's been great about Joe Biden in this administration is it's been so disastrous that the people who have been agnostic, that have been too busy to get involved in politics or thought they were too busy to get involved in politics and sat on the sidelines, they're involved. They're motivated, they're watching, and they're getting it. And so I, I think we're creating an entire new economy uh, as we speak with all of the things that are going on. And, you know, this is going to be you know, part of the tip of the spear of that. So I want it to be successful because I want people to understand just how important this is. We're fighting for our values, we're fighting for our country, and we're fighting for the future that we want to leave our children. With my five young kids, I want to make sure I leave them in America they recognize. You know, just to pick up that thought for a second that Don was talking about, and we know the fomenting that's going on across this nation with the with the everyman, so to speak. And uh, it brings me back to uh, Patty Chayefsky's network and Peter Finch when he finally had enough of what was being done. That's one of the most magnificent speeches and prophetic given by Patty Chayefsky by Peter Finch when he says, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it any longer. And he talks about politics. He talks about this. Uh, uh, and that's what's happening across America now, as Don spoke about the parents going to, think about that, parents going to a school board and the FBI says they're terrorists. I mean, I grew up, I have seven decades on this earth. My family were, you know, Kennedy Democrats. Some were William Buckley conservatives. We spoke about both sides of the aisle. 
And I've seen the dissipation of our educational. I've got eight kids, you know, youngest being three years old, oldest being 41. So I've seen decades of education. I see what they're teaching in our schools, what's happening. The absolute brainwashing of our children. We've been ripped out. It's, it's, uh, so this, this fomenting anger, I have to say to people, get involved with culture. Years ago, I spoke with uh, uh, some conservative groups. They says, lawyer, law is nice, but get involved with culture. You need filmmakers. You need people creating content, educators. And uh, that's what you're doing here at Truth Social. Peter, you've done it. And Breibart, Alex, you guys have been doing it. You know, as you said, Andrew was a good friend of mine. I met him on the USS Ronald Reagan in 2002. And um, I just wish that people take more of the gauntlet up. And there are a lot of conservatives in Hollywood that are scared because you get blacklisted. So there's many people that get scared about the blacklist. Now, I don't know about what younger actors should do, and it does affect you. But you got to say to yourself at some point, doesn't the country mean something? Doesn't freedom mean something? And uh, so we've got we've to put it on the line. Well, Robert, I'll tell you, I had the pleasure of interacting with Andrew Breitbart uh, early on in my congressional career. And up until uh, he passed away, he would come by uh, Washington, D.C., and I would meet him in my office and in other members' offices. And, uh, you know, I have to tell you, at the, you know, looking back at those times, he would talk about what Alex said about, and what you kind of mentioned, about the need to be involved in culture, I mean, to be involved in movies and music and things of that nature. And and I'll tell you, at that time, as kind of a practical, you know, kind of Republican, I, I didn't really, you know, not a, I'm from, I'm not from Hollywood or San Francisco. I'm from the, the middle part of, of California, uh, what the people in Hollywood and San Francisco like to say, the drive-through area. And I'll tell you, you know, that was something that was just kind of lost on me. But I will tell you now, uh, just over the last uh, five years since the Russia hoax and watching just how badly President Trump was treated, and I never thought we'd be in a situation where you could have a, a, a presidential candidate investigated by his own government that doesn't even end even till, even when after he's president and possibly planning to run again, and they're still investigated and they haven't stopped. And so all the investigative reporting, the, the great work that's done at Breitbart, you know, even with, you know, if we can be successful uh, at opening up through True Social and Rumble and having these outlets for, so that people can come on and, and speak their mind. But without the arts and music and that nature, it's going to be hard to reach the hearts and minds of, of young people and people around it, the world. And I think that's what you're, that's what you're doing here in this it's film. It's so important. The culture means something. When I was a kid, I remember Frank Sinatra liked a certain candidate or, or one of the heroes of my you know, movie stardom or my dreams. I said, oh, well, I got to take a look at that guy. But I just want to bring this up, but not to digress and people know this, but I, the, they got to realize that in the 30s and the 40s, the political theater, this was a Marxist communist agenda. And they knew it from the 1850s and 60s to capture culture. Erwin Piscator came to America from Germany and he taught at the New School of Social Research to infect the culture with Marxist ideologies. This has been done on purpose. And it's a decade long, I mean, decades long uh, a thing. And we need to talk about that. We need to educate the people more about what happened and why it's happening and how it was captured into education. 
Yeah, no, I think you're I think you're exactly right. And and Peter, just kind of closing thoughts on you know you've written about corruption for for now at least a few decades, and how do you measure up uh, the Biden corruption that you've been able to unearth versus the kind of comparison throughout the, the last few decades that you've been researching corruption in Washington, D.C. and the United States of America. How does this measure in your mind? It's absolutely the worst uh, that I've seen in terms of the quantity, which is tens of millions of dollars. But even more than that, you know, corruption in Washington, we all know there's lots of it. We all know the politician who got, you know, his, his nephew a paving contract uh, from the Department of Transportation or something. In this case, you literally have the most powerful family in the United States taking money from our sworn rival's enemy uh, and taking it from four businessmen who are linked with Chinese intelligence. I've got, I mean, imagine during the Cold War if the Carter or Reagan family, it was discovered that one of the kids was doing deals with Russian businessmen linked to the KGB. There'd be alarm bells going off, and yet that's what's happening here, and the establishment doesn't want to discuss it. So this is absolutely the worst. I think the, the the criticism I often get from my books is they're very complicated. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of detail. Uh, what I love about the film Robert has done is this is kind of a shorthand version. You know, instead of a 300-page book, uh, you devote a couple of hours. Uh, but it's also just damn entertaining. I mean, it's funny. It's laugh out loud. And so to be able to take a serious, important subject and not get rid of the seriousness but also make it entertaining and being able to laugh, uh, I think is a great direction and project. Um, and I hope there's going to be more of this. I hope, Robert, that uh, there's going to be more instances in American history that you're going to have a chance to do this about because uh, I really enjoyed it. I think this is a very important film and I hope people uh, go and see it. And just to be clear to people, I have no financial connection to the film. I was not consulted on the film. I'm literally a guy who watched it for the first time just a couple of days ago and really enjoyed it. Here at True Social, I just want to say, too, that we have no financial involvement. But, Peter, I think, you know, in, in, in closing here, and I think you, you posed a great question for Alex. Uh, Alex, what is this going to be the last uh, film with Breitbart? Or is this something you guys are planning on doing more of? No, it's not. And it's been so exciting because ever since we announced the film, so many people have reached out with a script or a project idea or wanting to have a meeting or make a connection. And that's exactly what we want. And because the name of the game right now is you try to get these pieces of intellectual property and get them in a catalog and uh, use that to get a subscriber base and boost your following. And that's kind of the genius model a lot of these streaming companies have done. And, and you got to start, but you can't start unless you're putting out content. So the intention is for us to, yes, put out much more content beyond this. Uh, but that standard that I had talked about earlier about how it, it needs to be smart, it needs to be high quality, it needs to be professionally done. Uh, we would much rather put out things that where we have a high degree of confidence they, uh, they're going to be uh, enjoyed by a wide audience than just have them be uh, 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 things that are that are not necessarily high quality. We want that quality. We don't want things to be uh, in the conversation for a brief amount of time. We want things that will stay in the conversation. We think this piece will, and that's why we're so excited about making this our first movie. We're looking forward to more, and obviously the launch of this is, is super exciting. And and Robert, I want to close with you, uh, just kind of closing thoughts on, uh, is this your, are you planning on doing more of these types of docudrama films? 
that are in politics now that you have this this interest and you're very out in, in front. Yeah, well, I, on this even issue. even my first film had a political socioeconomic uh, thing. It was couched in a in a humor, but it had to deal with what does someone do that's been doing something for 25 years and they're told they no longer can do it. How do they survive in society? That was the underbelly of the story. So I've always had a social uh, issue, and I do have a couple of film ideas that I I I, I do have uh, uh, that I think would make very very good uh, movies here. Uh, one in particular based on a book. We'll see where it all lays out. But yes, Devin, I do. Oh man, we thought we were going to break some new news here, but but look, I think tonight. Uh, this is really exciting for us at True Social. With I want to thank Peter, Don Jr., Alex, and of course Robert Davi for allowing True Social to be the first to play this trailer. And we're looking forward to the success of this and helping to promote it wherever we can uh, to to reach that level of of culture that Andrew Breitbart talked about. I think is is all of our goal. So you can go to mysonhunter.com, pre-order the film now and wait for its release on September 7th. Thanks a lot to Nico and Greg Eben for putting this together and so many people in the Breitbart world who have contributed to this. I, I couldn't possibly thank them all, but really a lot of people made this uh, event possible and got the Hunter Biden, My Son Hunter movie off to such a great launch. Yeah. 